Welcome to Scars to Stars, where conversations and personal stories let us know we are not alone. In this show, you will meet authors and speakers from our books and events as they share vulnerable personal stories to spread hope and inspire you through adversities in your own life. The world is a difficult place. You will find like-minded people here with kind hearts and supportive souls. I am your host, Dina Brown Mitchell. I am a suicide survivor and the founder of the Realize Foundation. I am so glad you are here. Let's dig into this meaningful conversation. Hi there, it's Dina with the Realize Foundation and I'm here with Chad Gaines, who's writing in Scars to Stars Volume 3. Welcome, Chad. Hi, Dana. Happy to be here today. Wow, happy to be here today and to be involved uh, with Scars from Stars and uh, have a chapter is very exciting because I wrote this chapter a little different than I have in previous as well as my book. This one is totally different. This is something I always wanted to share but I've never put it in uh, any books or blogs or anything else. And I told it in a way that I think a lot of people can relate to it and also understand how it's written. That's great. Well, for people that might be listening that don't know anything about you, will you tell us a little more about the content of what the chapter is about without giving it all Uh, away? (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Um, I, I just wrote my own personal story uh, based on my life, and my book is being turned into a movie right now. So the chapter is actually based on my life, based on uh, some of the trauma that I went through, but also the mindsets of how trauma and PTSD uh, changes the mind and the way we think and the way it affects our relationships and finances and just everything. It just totally affected my whole life as a man and now as as a father to my eight-year-old daughter uh it's really really affected me in so many different ways that i look at the world differently and i look at people differently and i look at even my schedule and anxiety and everything that i go through every day differently because uh now i know the reason why it's happening and why it's happened in the past and how it's affected me so much. So I also am a coach uh, based on that to help people get through trauma and PTSD with uh, simple messages. I'm, I'm just here for the rest of my days that I have to help people not be so afraid. Yeah. And, and so they know they're not alone as well, because I think a lot of times when we have um, depression or PTSD or anxiety or any of that, that we, we feel like we're the only one, you know, and that's so not true. (laughs) I thought that for so many years of my life, because I thought like, why am I getting with certain people in relationships and they're toxic? And then I self-sabotage it and run off and don't want, you know, and all this stuff. And then I come to realize, well, you know, Maybe it's about my choices that I'm making based on the effects of PTSD and those things. And I found that to be very, very true, but at a high loss 
when it came to finances, relationships, and opportunities that I passed by because I was so scared and and all those things that I I it was for me it was just like I woke up one morning and uh, fifty years old just decided like okay, I can relate to a lot of this stuff that happened to me and why it's affected me. Now that I recognize that, now what? I'm going to have to deal with it. It's not going to go away. There's no cure for PTSD. You can manage it. You can also fake it like I have personally, uh, where no one knew what was going on. And inside, I was just terrified and dying and scared. And like that seven-year-old boy that was abused all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I am reading your book. I'm not done with it, but I'm reading it, and it's um, yeah. I won't give any of that away either. But <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, I, I I know it's it it's very difficult for some people to read. I I've got that a lot lately, mm-hmm. and just like I tell everybody else that gets my gets my book, uh, just one page at a time because some of it is uh mm-hmm. hard to handle. Some of it is graphic. And uh, so I just want you to, you know, one page at a time, and I'm sure this book will be the same, outstanding with all these amazing authors and everybody that uh, brings value to this message and this book. And I'm just thankful to be a part of this. Well, we're thankful that you are part of it. And I I think that it's a a way um, for anyone that, that doesn't know my story. I'm I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I'm just going to say that for 23 years, I was silent about a suicide attempt. And when during all of those years, I never came across a person, a website, any information that made me feel like it was okay to speak up or to talk about it. And I didn't really want to go to therapy. I had done that once or twice, but I, it it just wasn't the right thing for me. And so if I could have picked up a book or listened to a podcast, even though we didn't have podcasts back then and like, right. 90s, um, <laughs> you know, if I could have somehow read something or been able to connect with somebody that had been through what I had been through on a personal level that wasn't public, I think I would have. And I think that's what our books do for people. They can pick it up and there's, you know, somewhere between 18 and 20 stories in our books that are different and people can relate to at least a couple of them, you know, probably more because there's, it's, it's all about people just struggling through something in their life and how they overcame it. And they're all different stories from abuse and addiction and mental health and suicide to infertility and, you know, all kinds of things. And so it's, I can't even express how much feedback and notes and people have passed messages back to me about how much it either helped them or they gave the book to somebody and then it helped that person. And so it's been a really cool project to see how this shows up in the world. I think it is very important for the world, this book itself, because there are so many different stories in it. And if you have never been through anything like this, you probably know somebody that has. That's the important thing about all these messages. Like if you're not even a reader, 
get a copy to pass along to somebody because you either know somebody that has been affected by trauma or these things that we talk about in the book, or you're one of them yourself. And uh, this just needs to be spread around the world. This is a great book. It's a great message with all these different authors in it from all over the place, different walk mm -hmm. backgrounds of, of, of life and, and it's just some great passionate stories that we need in he, at least here in the United States right now, we need this. We need this. We we crave this, and we uh, definitely uh, we just need it. We're in desperate need of something like this. We are. I can't say that enough. It's it's, 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 it's the truth. It's very true. Um, I think that I think the whole world is in need of it, and we do have um, somebody from the UK who wrote in this book for sure. We've had other people in other countries, right, in some of our first two books. But, yeah, and I think it's, you know, we've even had people buy dozens of them and donate them to libraries and different things yeah. like that, which is really cool. And we hope that one day we'll be able to raise enough money to do that on a larger scale to, like, homeless shelters or, you know, addiction facilities and all kinds of things. Absolutely. But I want to ask you if you if you might share a couple tips on how you manage your PTSD in case somebody it could help. To answer your question truthfully, I think everybody has to adjust to what works for them mm -hmm. uh, because there's when it comes to this and the effects that I've had personally, there's no magic bullet or uh, secret message that I can give to you. But I will tell you that what everybody has in common is you either recognize what your triggers are or you don't. And mm -hmm. for years, I didn't. I didn't realize, like, why is this getting me so upset? Why am I such a jealous person in my relationships? Why do I, instead of going out, why do I like to be by myself? Why do I listen to music 24 hours a day? All those things were like really uh, bothering me, but also excited to figure out like what, you know, what's going on. And I could never, I could never share that to anybody because I was embarrassed because mm -hmm. I would see everybody else that come from, you know, structured families and I just couldn't make it out like, oh, wait, my family wasn't the typical family of the 80s. And there's a reason why my dad was an alcoholic and my mother became a murderer in our home. And I'm asked that question quite a lot, but I think the main thing that we all can relate to is what our triggers are. That's the first thing I talk about in my coaching programs is what are your triggers? Do you know what they are? Because for me, my triggers are much different than a person that went through the similar but different. Uh, mm -hmm. also has a lot to do with the years that they went through it. Some people have experienced that trauma short term that affects them in a different way than somebody like my situation that was mm -hmm. 12, 15 years old and the trauma was still going on until I was shoved out into the street to take care of myself at 15. But those mm -hmm. things uh, can be managed. They definitely can be managed. I talk about this every single day of my life now. And uh, it's about recognizing your triggers and having a routine that works for you. 
my routines are really strange, but they work for me. You know, my wife knows, hey, in the morning at this time, I need my Starbucks. If I can't, I, I can't go from that to transition in, into lunch, honestly, because mm -hmm. that's my routine. That's what I, I've uh, had in my life that works for me. Certain musics. I know at a certain time when my wife is here working at, at her desk here in the bedroom that she knows for from this time to this time, Chad's listening to his music because I need that to get ready for a podcast or to keep going. You know, those are mm -hmm. things that encourage me because music has always been a big part of my life. It's the only thing that I that I always tell everybody that's never left me or never abandoned me in my life is music. So I hold on to that dearly. Are you feeling alone, lacking hope and unsure of the future? So many people are feeling the same way. How could you not after an unprecedented lockdown of the entire globe? The fallout has changed the normalcy we all knew. It's hard when you feel lost and even harder when you're scared to talk about it. We are here to help. At the Realize Foundation, we provide peer-to-peer -peer support through conversations, community, and personal stories. It is our mission to spread hope and let you know that you are not alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to become part of our membership community to get the peer-to-peer -peer support you need. Learn more at the call to action link for Scars to Stars membership. I look forward to seeing you in our community of kind souls. And then the third thing that I, I think is if you come from trauma that was related to your childhood, mm -hmm. I think it's very important to find a good memory of something you really treasured during that time that your trauma was going on. Mine was several different things, baseball cards, uh, matchbox cards, <laughs> cars, and Star Wars figures when I was going through the, the toughest years of my life that I was promised that I would never live. On a mm -hmm. daily basis, I'm gonna kill you, exact words if I wanna be blunt here. But I, what I found is in those three things, recognizing my triggers, uh, having my alone time, even if it's for one hour a day and I'm in the same room, uh, you've gotta mm -hmm. have your, your time. That's very important. I don't care if you're 30 years old or 50 like me. And then the third thing is uh, find a good memory or a, even a possession that you had when that trauma was going on that you liked that helped you get through. And I suggest getting it back. I don't care if you're 40 or 50 like me. <laughs> I went on eBay and found a car, a matchbox car that I keep right here by my desk every single day with my other matchbox car. I'm 50 years old, but I do that. And this is why I do that because those exact same cars, when I was seven years old, I was instructed by my mother to go break them with a hammer. That was my punishment. When I would get in trouble, I had to break my own toys in front of her. So that was like this, not a revenge, but it was more like, a redemption of my life and taking back what was important to me. So those are the three brief things that I, I coach about and 
those are just great tips for trauma or PTSD or uh, anything that you've ever been through greatly in your life. Those things are, are, are very important. You can find all the toys that you grew up with on eBay still. You know, it, I mean, it helps me to see that every single day. I have it right here on top of a book right on my desk to remind me like, yes, she took that away. But yeah, I'm 50, but I got it back. That's redemption. And that's what a lot that's of awesome. people around the world are seeking right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little that's bit true. of respect, love and redemption. Yeah. It's, it's time for, and I seen this quote the other day online. It's time for the people that have good hearts to win. It's time. I like that. I agree with you on music. Music is, I have playlists for all my moods. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It's, exactly. That's yeah. what's important. Music yeah. can touch your heart no matter where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, whether and you're going think, through a death in the family or a celebration. It's all yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. When, in 2020, I listened to my sad playlist over and over and over for months because that is when I started this mission. And it was when I was focusing on my own journey and processing my own mental health journey. And I, even though now when I'm happy and I listen to that, I'm like, oh, that's depressing. But when I was in that place, it was right. the only thing that got me through. So it was, it's, it's really it important to it have something. Yeah. Whether it's music or something else yeah, for it's, it's, listeners, it's, 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 you have to find that thing that can get you through that hard time, you know, for sure. Yeah. You, you have so, to find what works for you. Same thing with, like I said, with the triggers, you know, mm-hmm. you got to find what, what your triggers are, what triggers you to have this anxiety and learn. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm putting myself in that situation, either around that person or even at that place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. you got to learn to don't put yourself in that position. Very that's, true. That's the hardest Very, thing. Yeah. Um, it takes some time to figure that out, but it's, it, everything you said, I completely agree with. Um, I want to ask you one last question, and that is, okay. you talk about your experience either being, you've kind of talked a little bit about being part of Scars and Stars already, but talk about when you decided to write your own book or your your story, because I know you wrote that before you wrote this chapter. Can you ex- describe a little bit about how that affected you mentally, how you prepared for it? How did you, you know, decide that you're going to write it or whatever you want to talk about around writing? Because everybody that writes in our books is writing something about uh, something hard they've been through. And so it affects you differently than just right. writing something. And so I wonder what that experience was for you. Well, for me, um, it was very difficult to be honest. Uh, something I almost give up on and went back to being just a regular person in society because I, I didn't, I, I wanted, I wanted the excitement. I wanted the ex- experience of uh, the publishing process and, and writing and telling my journey, but I never realized how mentally challenging that would be where I would just want to walk away from everything that I had been offered 
from books to podcasts to this movie and TV series and all those stuff. Um, many, many times I wanted to give up. And then I kept hearing that voice inside of me saying, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Then also I had voices in my head that would say, okay, where's the book? You've been talking about this for three years. Because originally my book was supposed to be released in 2020. And it took me another three years prolonging it, trying to talk myself out of it, going through loopholes of the publishing company, learning the process and, uh, not even knowing how to fit the dimensions of my cover and all it would have, but it was a great experience to learn that. And I'm sure first time authors in this book uh, are going to experience the same thing with the excitement and, and uh, the launch of the book. Mm -hmm. For me mentally, I found it to be harder to write my story than to be on several hundreds of podcasts or to even uh, film a commercial based on my life or even up to the point where I read the movie script about my life and said, wow, this guy's got a messed up life. And then I said, whoa, that's me. <laughs> you know, so you got to have fun with it, too. But um it was it, it was very, very difficult to write something so personal that's about my life mm -hmm. and to have the courage to tell everything this time instead of taking the shortcuts and saying, well, maybe I should leave this part out. And, you know, and that was a, a another thing that I wavered back and forth for three years, four years now to say, okay, should I leave this part out? Should I leave this part out? I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to share my story on a level that people can relate to it. And if they can't, they can say, whoa, okay, I'm never going to treat my child like this because there's no excuse for ever, ever, ever having violence against a child. Never. There's not. And I, I, I make that very clear in my book and I make it very clear in my chapter that I just recently mm -hmm. sent. Yeah, it's so true. It's a very difficult process when it's personal. I found it more challenging because I was alone to write with my own thoughts. And I was like, whoa, music's not going to save me this time. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And then I, I come up with so many different ways I wanted to do the book. Like, okay, where do I start? Where do I finish? What? Where do I put the chapters? You know, uh, I was more excited about the journey than the story the journey mm -hmm. through the processing of publishing and being an author and getting that first, uh, you know, print copy of the book and just be blown away. Like, wow. Okay. This sense of not only belonging, but, uh, this sense of like, I'm helping other people because I'm here mm -hmm. to serve. That's, that's my, the, for the rest of my life. That's what I've dedicated my life to. I'm here to serve. So, that all those parts were easy because I knew my mission, but to sit down with your own thoughts and to collaborate with others to write a book uh, like mine, at least, uh, was very challenging, but something that has to be done. It has to be done for the people that have been through it that don't have a voice or won't speak up.
this is our chance to be the voice. Yes. You know, it is. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you, um, you know, accepted my request for you to be in this book. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really excited for people to read your story. And, and I'm excited for all of us to get to see the movie when it gets done. That's going to be really yeah. exciting. Um, I'm excited for you. You have a lot of really cool stuff going on in your life. It's really cool and exciting right now. It's a little draining, but, uh, <laughs> you know, this is your mission in life. You realize like, okay, there's going to be some days that's going to be more anxiety because of the PTSD than others. That's when you need to just take a mental break. Everybody yeah. needs to take that mental break. If it's an hour listening to music, that's mm -hmm. what you need. And I highly recommend you do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chad, for, for being here and, and for our listeners. Our book launch event is going to be on September 22nd, and it's going to be, we'll have a registration link with all these videos on our podcast and on our YouTube channel and on our social media. And also we'll have a registration link that we'll send out to everybody. So we hope to see you there on September 22nd. And I can't wait to launch our third book. Absolutely. It's going to be very, very exciting for a lot of people. And, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, I just recommend we all get this message out. We get this book out to as many people as we can save and help and whatever needs serve them. Um, it's, it's just a great message. And with this many authors in it, you can't miss out on this. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm so happy you joined us for this conversation. My wish is that you found comfort and hope in your own unique situation. If you resonated with our message, please head over to therealizedfoundation.org where you can apply to write your own story in one of our books. You can also download our 60 Ideas for Self-Care on the resources page. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, you are not alone, you are worthy, and you are enough.